I just want to give him a bath. It's like, <laughs> guy, wash your hair. Let's go. <laughs> I want to take us on a little side quest. Goku's one of the greatest anime heroes of all time. He's badass. He's awesome. Dude, hands down, Final Fantasy VII wins every day. How could you not love the Mario Brothers movie? Robocop kicks everyone else's ass. And that's why Superman sucks. Oh, the Velociraptors kick ass in Jurassic Park every single day. Oop, went out a bit of a rant there, huh? Oh, welcome back, everybody, to the SideQuest Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Eric. We have a really fun episode for you tonight. We're going to talk about some of the best and worst casting choices in cinema history. Uh, We're also going to talk about a laundry list of Star Wars shit, all the stuff that's coming out. Is it good? Is it bad? Are they pumping out too much? And much more. So here we go, boys. Welcome to the show. Let's start with our first main quest. I want to know, because this one's a big one, we kind of need to break it up into two parts. So best and worst casting, casting choices in cinema. So when we think about some of our favorite actors and characters in movies across, I don't know, how many years now? Almost over 100 years of cinema. Um, I want to know what the best and the worst were. And so let's start with, I think, the less controversial one, which is the best. Who do you guys think is like, damn, they hit the nail on the head with this casting choice. Nobody can be beat. And feel free to rattle off as many as you have or if you only have one. So, Justin, I'm going to kick this one over to you to get us started. Thank you, dear friend. I'm going to go ahead and throw the first thing that comes to my mind and say Keanu Reeves as John Wick. Oh, man. You took mine so quickly. Did I? Oh, <laughs> but but he's, he's just one of many, but you're so right. He Nobody else can be John Wick. It's just not possible. No, it's... I. I he is John Wick. He is a great many things. He's Johnny Utah. He's Shane Falco. He's Bill and Ted. He's the Lake House. <laughs> he's awesome. He's the fucking Lake House. So he what, is the Lake House. So the method actor, how'd you turn into a Lake House? Well, you know, just went out there for a couple months. Ah, oh, God, you're so right on John Wick. That was so good. I have to go with. You know, uh, first I got to throw this blanket statement out there. You guys can disagree with me if you want, obviously. But I feel like I have to tip all the hats I own, which is not many, maybe like one, (laughs) uh, to Marvel. I feel like Marvel, all the Marvel movies casted their characters very, very well. I feel like you can't imagine another actor in that role. I feel like from top to bottom. I mean, Jeff, what, which ones did you think maybe missed the mark? Let's let's finish this first question because I think the Marvel one is its own unique. Yeah, so it's a side quest. quest. Yeah, a little, little um, side quest. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll. Um, so for my first two, for just in general, uh, you know, the first would be Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't. The man just nailed it. Hmm. Uh, and he literally pulled the first you know the prequel movies um and i'm super excited to see him in the new obi-wan tv show and then the other one would be you know i thought about this a lot today just robin williams as the genie 
Oh, lab. wow. That's like, a good just, one. And uh, funny enough, because then I was reading about this, is prior to Aladdin, all of like the voice actors and singers and movies and stuff, like animated, were all actual professional voice actors. Like, mm-hmm. much like they have in like anime now and and like, you know, Rick and Morty, stuff like that, like professional. But in movies, like big box office animated movies, now it's all just bullshit actor names. Like Chris Pratt is in every animated movie coming out next year because uh, he's so cool. Wasn't that the thing from Mario? But <laughs> yeah. It was because of Robin Williams. Yeah. After the success of Aladdin and having Robin Williams in it, the studios thought like, oh, we need more A-listers in animated things. When really, Robin Williams is just a gifted voice actor as well as a comedian, as well as an actor. Yeah. Um, you know, celebrities, not all of them, I'd say most of them are not talented voice actors. If you listen to anime and stuff, uh, or watch anime, and st- those are really talented voice actors. That's what they do for a living. That's their that's their whole job. Right. Um, but, yeah, so it would it would be, it'd be the genie. Yeah, that's a good one. I did not see that one coming, that's for sure. I, I just like to think back over the course of, like, some of my favorite movies, and I feel like... You know, like Tom Hanks, whatever, most movies that he's cast in, I feel like he's a good good cast for it. Uh, Perfect is probably, for some of them, maybe not so much, but I feel like him and Forrest Gump, like, no one else can be Forrest Gump. No one else mm. can be Castaway, you know, the guy from Castaway. I feel like, you know, I, I think it really goes back to the actor's chops. Like, what do they bring to the role? Um, and same with, like, The Matrix. Like, you know, Keanu Reeves as Neo He's such a good, like, human slash not really human. He's got that good, just kind of, like, neutral, like, life. Like, his expressions are neutral. I don't know. It's just, it's he, he just seemed like the perfect casting choice that it's hard to think back at some of those. And I know we've talked about this in way, way episodes of the past. But, like, like Will Smith was almost going to be Neo in The Matrix. And I just nope. can't imagine... <laughs> That that would be terrible. Um, he actually <laughs> decided to go to Wild Wild West and said so. Good for you. Um, Wild Wild West, yeah. Jim West, Desperado, Rough Riders. No, you don't want. Oh, nada. oh, oh, oh. Uh, you know who I was also thinking of is the uh, the dad from the Adams Family. I never really like grew up watching the Adams Family or cartoons or anything. But once that first movie came out in the nineties, like ninety one, um, I thought. Uh, I think his name is Raul. Raul? Raul uh, Julia. Julia. I feel like he was the best. movie called Street Fighter. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I feel like he was just such a great, you know, uh, Gomez of the Adams Family. And I can't see anybody else stepping in the role. So I know they're trying to do some remakes and shit nowadays. But Well, they got What's-His-Face um, in the upcoming remake. Uh... John Dips? We'll just say John Depp's. Oh God, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's the guy from Anger Management that has the question mark beard. Oh God, <laughs> that's such a good. That's a good movie too. Um, Adam Sandler is normally very well cast in yeah. where he needs to be. Yeah, I mean, I you know it's hard to imagine some movies without our favorite actors there and. You know, Jeff, you brought up Robin Williams. I mean, what movie of his besides Aladdin is he in that maybe it didn't fit the bill? I feel like every one of his movies were just, like, spot on. Like, he just, he brought the movie to life because of who he is. 
Well, yeah, and I think later in his career, movies were written around him. Right. I mean, Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean, you just go out. I mean, I don't think there is a bad Robin Williams movie. No, I don't think no, so. No, you. I agree. Mrs. Doubtfire is such a unique movie, too. We did it on Back in Time podcast. And so, quick side quest for you both. We had Feline Machine on when we did this episode, and he floated a unique theory about Mrs. Doubtfire. Ooh. And. Is he not just a raging alcoholic in this movie? And that's the reason why his familial uh, just goes to shit. Wow. Um... And I blew my mind when, when Tom said that. I was just like, oh my gosh, he's just always drinking and he's always just like flippant and he's just always just like, ooh. It's like yeah. he's just drunk the whole time. <laughs> I like yeah. I now that you put it that way, or Tom, shout out to you, sir. I I could definitely see that. I like those theories, those spins on it. Like, is that maybe what uh, kind of put the pen to the paper for one of the writers? Is like, ooh, it's a dad that's kind of losing touch and down on his luck, and work's not going so great, and all of a sudden he's losing his family because he's a drunk asshole. <laughs> you know, man, and, Drassel. and and throwing fruit at James Bond. How dare he! Um, Twas a run by fruiting and lighting his boobies on fire, his bosoms on fire. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm trying to think of other casting choices that are out there. I mean, there's so many. I feel like all the classic movies, um, you can't really think of another person in that role. So on the flip side of that, let's definitely start talking about some of those movies or characters that just didn't fit the bill. Like, why did they cast this person as? XYZ, whether it's the protagonist, the antagonist, like, I want to know, Jeff, let's start with you, um, who are some of those casting choices that just missed the mark or just, like, took you out of the movie and you're just pissed off and, like, eh, this sucks because of that person? There's a, there, there's a real great old movie <laughs> with, <laughs> I don't know if some of you know this, but John Wayne played Genghis Khan. Oh God! And there's an Jeez. actual movie where the whole movie he plays Genghis Khan, and it's probably one of the worst things, like one of the worst casting choices I think ever. Oh God! I <laughs> and, can't. And there's clips of it, and he talks like John Wayne, and he's <laughs> supposed to be Genghis Khan. God, he probably just now showed I'm up to set. Yeah. And you're like, what? Back down, cowboy. So what am I doing here? How much am I getting paid? All right, I'll, I'll be Genghis Khan, sure, yeah, whatever. Think, yeah, that one's a funny one. One that just still pisses me off to this day is, you know, uh, and I like Topher Grace in that 70s show, but is Venom? What the fuck were they thinking? Yeah. And, and when I heard Venom was going to be in Spider-Man 3, because in the whole Spider-Man Spider-Verse and the stories that come. Venom is just my all-time favorite. And then they put this skinny dude as Venom. What? What? Yeah. Awful. I forget. Awful. I forget like his motive and the I vaguely remember because I went and saw it in theaters and it was just like slowly getting worse and worse and worse. So my pictures of Spider-Man because <laughs> Peter was Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. And he got mad. And then he was up in a tower bell for some reason or at a church where, like at midnight. Where I don't even think yeah. that's Eddie Brock's story. Eddie Brock's story is way more in depth than Yeah. He took better photos of Spider Man. Oh god. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I 
I got to go with a couple. The The first thing that came to mind was, and I, it's easy. I feel like superhero movies are a little bit easier um, just because either the villains or heroes hit or miss. But one movie that I think would have been a lot better is without Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor in uh, Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Um I know there was speculation before they uh, casted, but they were throwing out Brian Cranston's name, Mr. Walter White himself, to be Lex Luthor, and I was in love with that idea. I was like, please, please make that happen. All of a sudden, it's fucking Mark Zuckerberg, um, like a whiny little bitch as that's, Lex Luthor. Yeah. That's just the disconnect of DC with their whole franchise. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a whole sub side quest that we're going to dig into next. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, Jesse Eisenberg, I can't even say his fucking name anymore, but Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> as Lex Luthor, he is just, stop it, please don't, and hopefully he doesn't come back anymore. Justin, kicking it over to you, who's your worst cast? I've got two names that pop to mind, and they're both video game uh, movies. The first is The Rock and Doom. <laughs> The second is Jean-Claude Van Dammit in Street Fighter. Oh, no. What? I like Street Fighter. I feel like he was good in Street Fighter. Of all the movies ever filmed, that's the one that bugged you? (laughs) Do you not know the game? He's Guile, a blonde-haired American Marine. And here we have a dark-haired... Muscles from Brussels. Like, he's not even (laughs) close to Guile. (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah okay i could see that yeah i think i wonder what it was i guess it was just van damme at the height of his you know badassery-ness and he signed up i love quick. van damme don't get me wrong it just when you look at that movie and i'm glad jeff said it it's, a, it's an excellent movie i love street fighter yeah so i gotta but... i gotta rattle off a few because i looked up i looked this question up because i was curious what other people thought you know after i kind of asked myself the question and i know this number one <laughs> this number one has come up on this podcast a couple times mostly during our spooktober but people are hating on keanu reeves as jonathan harker in bram <laughs> stroker's dracula justin I mean... how do you feel about that <laughs> I, I feel those people need to get a lobotomy. Because oh. Screw you. <laughs> oh, I looked up a few different. I'm at BuzzFeeds right now, but a couple others. They also Buzzfeeds. had they also had Keanu Reeves listed at number one across the board. I was a little bit shocked to see that. I felt like it would just go straight to your core. Yeah, no, I think people misunderstand Keanu Reeves as an actor, as a tea leaf in your warm cup of water that flavors the movie in a way that only massages your back. <laughs> ooh, ooh, all right. I like that visual. Another <laughs> one Another one they mentioned was Cameron Diaz in Gangs in New York. She kind of, I could kind of agree with that. She kind of didn't, for me, didn't really fit the bill. But also, I didn't really care about her much in the movie because I was so, you know, enamored with uh, Leo and Daniel Day-Lewis and, and of course, John C. Riley and his famous acting. Um, but Jeff, what'd you think about Cameron Diaz? I know you've seen that movie. Um, in, wait, which movie? Oh, Gangs <laughs> New York. <laughs> Bad um, teacher. <laughs> um, I 
don't even remember her in that movie. See? Yeah, forgettable. Um, other people are saying Don Cheadle as War Machine. That one took me by surprise. Yeah, so let's, let's go into that side quest with Marvel. Yeah, jump right that, in. That's a fun one. I want to know who you, both of you, we'll just start with one and then go to the other. Who was the best uh, casted person in Marvel and who was the worst, in your opinion? And then why you think that? Let me start with, uh, we'll start with Justin. Okay. So just right off the bat, Paul Rudd is Ant-Man. You cannot have Scott Lang without Paul Rudd, and you can't have an occupational Ant-Man movie without him. Like, I hated the concept. I hated the idea. And then I saw what Paul Rudd brought to um, the stage, and I was just like, yep, sold. Anything that Ant-Man's ever in, I'm in. Hmm. Okay. I like that. What about the worst cast? Let's do Eric. You do your oh, okay. best cast first, okay. and then let me let me permeate on that a little bit. I like that. I like that. Okay, so for me, for all you listeners out there, I never really read the comic books. I only like played the games and watched some of the movies growing up. But like for me, my first introduction to a lot of these characters was the MCU, and um, I feel like you know somebody that had kind of my favorite arc and favorite I I guess movie lineup in the in the entire MCU. I would say Captain America. I feel like, you know, what? Chris Evans, he's just like a stand-up American dude. He's oh, very like Sorry, I, he's, up. I was like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, 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 my favorite. He's very very polite, very American, and also he's kind of like a tough hard ass when he want like he's a good leader. Uh, but he also doesn't take shit from people that he doesn't have to. Um, and I feel like his arc in whole, like, it just kind of showed, you know, how how great of a character he was. So I feel like, you know, I feel like it's cheating to say Tony Stark. So I'm going to go with Captain America, Chris Evans. He's probably my favorite. Okay. So just double downside quest. John Krasinski was up for that part at one point. Nope. What do you think about Jim Halpert? Nope. Okay. His... I hope to see him in a Marvel movie, just not. I would like to see him as um, as uh, Reed Richards. Agreed. That so, would be badass. Yeah, I mean, I can't see him as Captain America, but I have seen him in some of those like action movies. Like I think it was Thirteen Hours by Michael Bay or whatever. Like he can do a pretty decent serious role, or what is it, Quiet Place? He was pretty decent, but yep. filling Captain America's shoes, I'm glad they didn't go with him. They went with the guy from Not Another Teen Movie. <laughs> with the banana split. <laughs> Damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> Jeff, what about you? You got to answer your own question about Marvel. Who's your favorite? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I think it's not fair to do Tony Stark with Robert Downey Jr. I think that's just a given. I mean, the man is Tony Stark in real life. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll go one down. Or even equally with him. Uh, and I, I just, I still think Tom Hiddleston is Loki. The man just yeah. is, I mean, I, and I, and I, and Chris, Chris Helmsworth as Thor is a close second, but, um, yeah, I don't, no character plays Loki or seems to have as much fun outside again of Chris Helmsworth, uh, playing Thor is, is Tom Hiddleston as Loki. It's just okay. He's perfect. Okay. 
Can we th just real quick? It's not MCU a direct, but it's adjacent. But Kelsey Grammer is Beast. Was <laughs> that not fantastic? Also, <laughs> he yeah, especially because you know, obviously his voice so iconic. Um, but I feel like he <laughs> really filled the shoes of the oh, Beast. X Men had just fantastic casting in general. Ian McKellen as as uh, an older Magneto. Patrick Stewart, um, obviously. And then Michael, I mean, what's his name? Michael Fassbender. Fassbender. Yeah, his younger Magneto, again, just nailed it. Um, you know, I, I, from uh, Wolverine, the whole thing, they, they just casted that, those movies really well. They always Even did. the third one sucked. So good. So good. All right, round table for MCU worst casting. Who was your, who oh, just geez. didn't hit the mark? Justin, you had time to permeate. I, I don't know. Is that uh, what I can use? Yeah. Um, pass. <laughs> okay. I'll go. Pass. So so here's the thing, right? So this one's tough, obviously. We know. Um, it's hard to answer right off the tip of our tongue. But for a short-term person, somebody that just I didn't like as a villain was Ivan Vanko, Mickey Rourke. I just... Damn it! I didn't... That was what I was doing. Oh, <laughs> so he was short term though. So like a short term one movie villain, he didn't hit the mark for me. I'm sure there's others like, you know, uh, we, I won't name any more, but like a long term, lots of movies cast member that I just don't enjoy on screen. And I know I'm using long term in like quotations right here, but I, I'm not a big fan of Brie Larson. I'm not a fan of her Captain Marvel. She's just Marvel fans. She is just for me. She's overly cocky. I feel like she just she doesn't really bring a good performance to the screen for me. And I don't know who would be a good Captain Marvel to backfill. So I don't have a good solution there. But she's my like long term. I don't like her as Captain Marvel. I think the casting's just wrong. Jeff, I'm gonna slingshot that over to you. Um, yeah, so I, this one's, I don't know if you'll agree with me or not, uh, but I just, I didn't like, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson as Quicksilver. Mm. Um, I thought he was very boring in the movie and, um, yeah, I just, he was, and I don't know if that was because Evan Peters just did him way better. He was just more fun to watch. I mean, He's a quick guy. He moves fast. He should be witty and kind of cocky. And he was just kind of... Uh, maybe they just didn't do a lot of character develop, development with him. And they did more with Wanda. But he um, just kind of bland. But then I'd also agree with Eric. Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. I don't know if it's because Brie Larson's kind of... She's, I don't know, very like politically correct now and a lot of people don't like that like just keep it out of the marvel stuff but also she was just broody i don't know if that's how captain marvel is uh but she's just not fun to watch she has no personality at all and yeah. then you see someone like elizabeth olsen who is carrying that character of of wanda in such an amazing direction and then you're like brie larson is doing she's like phoning it in <laughs> yeah all right, good ones, good ones. Justin? I've got two. One's an obvious one. I'm going to say Frank Grillo as Crossbones. Oh, okay. I just want to give him a bath. <laughs> like, guy, wash your hair. Let's go. <laughs> so um, much the job. Other, 
so, so much, much gel. gel. The other is kind of like a 50-50 for me. And I think in Guardians, the first, he did an excellent job. But the second Guardians, he shit the bed. And not as an actor, but as the writing. But Dave Bautista as Drax. Mm. I okay. hated him in Guardians too. Well, he's turned into like a comedy character. Oh my nipples! Like, oh really? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I like I, that. I, I, I do see that. I mean, yeah, like he was very in the first Guardians. He did a great job. He was actually a very like layered character, and he actually you had to like kind of break through the the layers a little bit. But the second one, yeah, and it was, was funny. Yeah, the second one, there it was, was just, subtle. It was bad. Yeah, it was just over the top. I was not a big fan of Guardians 2 to begin with, Same. but yeah. I'm going to say something that's probably unpopular, but I, and maybe my mind will change here with the upcoming release, but I'm not a big fan of Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. Oof. I, I, I don't know why. I can't tell you. I, I don't know if it's just... Is it because he's he's an ugly human? Let's just say it. He's, his face looks like a waffle. I I feel like I feel like he did not carry much weight throughout the series. Yes, they gave him some cool moments and some interesting plot points, but from a from a strictly casting decision, I feel like other actors I know could maybe have brought more life to the role. He's just like a very like playing Jason Bourne the whole time, kind of like a hard ass and like, you know, I, I, like, yes, he did have some comedic bits, which was cool. And like, yeah, you bring everybody comes to his house. I feel like they just tried really hard to like make him more exciting and like make his life more appealing so that people start like started caring about him. But I don't know. I, f- I feel like Jeremy Renner as, as Hawkeye, just, I don't know. I feel like looking back, maybe there will be some better actor I can think of, but I was not a big, I'm not a big fan. And maybe this series will help, break me through that mold but i don't know throwing that one out i no i think you make a great point because on the comics in the comics he's a much more dynamic character he's more of an assassin and less of like oh why do i have arrows oh like he doesn't uh Age of Ultron, where he's like, "Well, there's robots flying around, and I've got arrows, and I'm trying to doesn't make any sense. Get out there and do it." Yeah. Um, I agree with you, but I kind of like Jeremy Renner a lot. Like, I love him as an actor. I love most of his movies that he's in and shows, but for some reason, I don't know. Like, the more I think about it, the more I'm just not sure if he was the right Hawkeye. Maybe it worked for like the first Avengers movie, but I felt like they maybe could have pulled an Edward Norton to uh, Mark Ruffalo and just like switched him out with like Taylor Kirsch or some shit. Oh, like, oh shit. You know, like be a little bit more exciting. Shots fired. Boom, boom. Is that your, your official who you would replace <laughs> no, Renner no, with? No, don't, don't quote me on that. Anybody, uh, you heard me say it, but I, that was off the tip of my tongue. Somebody that's a little bit more cooler and exciting. And I don't know, seems like he could fill the role a little bit better. I, I feel like at least... Or Vince Vaughn. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. True Maybe Owen too. Wilson. Oh, he's already <laughs> taken. Wow. Yeah. Jeff, you were about to say something. I totally cut you off. What was your just, thought? No, Remember? I just want to say that, you know, can we just agree for, outside of our couple worst ones in Marvel, that 90% of their casting choices have been fucking spot on? Yeah. Like, they are incredible at casting 
everyone. I think across the board, if you look at the X-Men universe, if you look at the amazing Spider-Man and the original Spider-Man, they've always blade Wesley Snipes is blade. Yeah. How are you going to defeat yeah, they that? The new one they did, but he's, he's going to kick ass too. I, uh, Ali is going to be fantastic, but yeah, it was fantastic. I, it's just, it's, it's, it's an exciting time for the MCU movie universe. If we want to talk about the Disney plus shit show that they're just, plugging down our throat that's another conversation <laughs> for sure we'll definitely save that for another day but i want to rattle off a couple of other names here really quick and we'll see if we have any thoughts on them but i want to go back to some of the best because i didn't just i again i found online robert downey jr's tony stark agreed alan rickman yeah. is severus snape i think i agree with that as well good casting choice um jk simmons is J. jonah jameson uh, this one I don't fully agree with just because of the circumstances, but Heath Ledger's Joker, I don't think he'll be the best Joker ever. I think he did a good job. And of course with his death, um, you know, I don't know if it was like the best casting ever, but yes, he did a good job and, um, it was memorable, but not like the best casting ever. I don't know. That's my opinion. Um, Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal Lecter, Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow. I think we can all agree on that one. Yeah. Who else could be Jack Sparrow? No one. Nobody. Tom Hanks is Forrest Gump. Uh, James Earl Jones is Darth Vader. That's another one. Yeah. Yes. So shout out to R.I.P. David. Um, but you won't be remembered for that, unfortunately. I don't think. Uh, Vigo Mortensen is Aragon, and last but not least, you guys are gonna love this one. Matthew Lillard as Shaggy from the Scooby Doo movies. He does do Shaggy right. He's <laughs> such a great act. I love him. He's so great. He really I, is. No problems with Matthew Lillard and anything he's ever done. Agreed. Agreed. And some of the worst, I'll just list off a few others. I've never seen the movie, but Emma Stone and Aloha. Never fucking saw it. I don't think you guys have either. Kevin Costner. Seen, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Costner and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. People are hating on him big time for that casting choice for some reason i think morgan freeman as the painted man is probably a worse choice <laughs> in that because that's extremely problematic in 2021 but yeah <laughs> what about jake gyllenhaal and prince of persia people are hating on that one problematic i don't know about this one colin hanks and dexter people are saying that's a miscast but i thought he actually did a pretty good job being creepy and i love colin hanks yeah scarlet no issues with colin Sorry. <laughs> I'm just rambling. No, no problem Rattle. at all. Um, but ScarJo as Ghost in the Shell for obvious reason. Um, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna skip that one. Again, Keanu Reeves and Dracula. Uh Denise Richards in the world is not world is not enough from James Bond. I don't know why somebody d put her on that list. I, I never had a problem with her in that movie. I know it's from a long time ago, but people are just like on some boards are like, yeah, she was just the worst cast person in that movie. It's like what did you want her to be? She was just a Bond girl. Like, what Bond girls are, like, amazing that, that you know, aren't supposed to be there just to, like, be in a bikini and, like, make make out with James Bond, you know? Well, is, is if correct me if I'm wrong, she plays Dr. Christmas Jones. Yep. <laughs> she does. And I think that alone causes some strife. Very true. And then Jeff... Uh, very good, sir. Uh, but John Wayne in The Conqueror is is number one for some of these for being gay against Scott. 
just the picture. Really go, Eric. You should uh, grab a clip we'll, and put it we'll, on Instagram. We'll post the picture. We'll put Jeff's face in there just so you can see. But yeah, no, John Wayne as the Conqueror. Yikes! Good stuff. Good stuff. Well. That was a fun one. I love those types of um, discussions about, obviously, movies, casting, all that fun stuff. Let us know what you guys think out there. Uh, we're going to jump straight into one of Justin's favorite games, and I think, Jeff, you love this one, too. But we're going to jump into a retro game right now! let us go! All right, 1987. From Japan. Also known as Rockman... Uh, we're talking about Mega Man. This game came out a couple weeks after I was born, so of course I didn't play it right away, but I definitely touched it a little bit when I was, uh, you know, getting into that NES system. And so I love the mechanics of the game, the side-scroller shooter, where you're just kind of hopping through levels, almost Mario-style, trying to just survive and beat the big bad boys. And uh, Justin, i got to toss this one over you. I mean, I know this has a near and dear to your heart, not just the original Mega Man, but hey, just like... start with me, because Justin's going to really just... Oh, okay. I'm not well, going to have anything to say about it. <laughs> so, Jeff, what's your, it away. what's your memories? Yeah, so, uh, folks, if you don't if you don't know, Justin is an expert when it comes to Mega Man, so I'll give my three, you know, my couple little cents here and let two, him take two over. Two coins. But no. Uh, I mean, who didn't play Mega Man, especially Mega Man 2 on the NES? I mean, it's one of the greatest platformers um, ever made. And it, and I believe it was one of the first games to feature non-linear, like, level select. You were actually able to pick what level you wanted to go to. Uh, what games before then, it's, you know, like, Mar- like everything was pretty straightforward. Uh, it's I loved, like, getting the power-ups, and it was kind of had little RPG elements to it, like powering up, getting stronger, very, you know, Shohin jump Japanese type, you know, uh, way of storytelling where the character is just keeps getting more powerful. What you do, because the more bad guys you beat, the more their abilities you kind of absorb. Uh, it's just great. It's got so many memories. We used to play it and die all the time. <laughs> and it was one of those games that you'd have to sit there and your friend and maybe your other friend would start jotting down the levels, either on paper or telling you, all right, jump now jump because a lot of it was just memorization on the game when the laser was going to fall when to drop down i mean it, it was a multiplayer game in a sense that you'd sit there with friends and try to be like all right jump now jump now that's the time to jump wait three two one jump um yeah it was just i mean it's a great game it's one of the greatest yeah i like that i like that a lot of same memories there justin let's dive right in sir what are your thoughts on mega man and the franchise as a whole yeah, I just, it, for me, I love Mega Man. I love everything that they did with the first seven games before they went to 64 and did the open world, which I'd never played. And then we brought back 8, 9, and 10. Um, man, I remember I remember going to Funko Land and buying... Mega Man listed as Rockman, which was probably worth a lot of money now, <laughs> and popping that bad boy in and trying to beat Guts Man's jump before you got to the portal to fight him. 
if you remember audience if you remember that leap it was in my opinion the hardest jump in a video game ever it took all of your lives to get across that opening like that canyon and it was just so fantastic and like jeff said the way that the game is set up it's very intricate you beat flame man which gives you fire so now you go fight ice man because he's ice so now your e-power is in your favor Mega Man 2 just exasperates all of this like you have to do uh woodman first and then you have to go to cut man and just the way like there's a system like Jeff's saying like of you have to do a b c so it's a team game of like no don't do flashman yet you don't have the pause <laughs> power <laughs> i love it i love it i and it's it's real yeah i i i can't believe how many games they made but there's an obvious reason for it i mean they i'm looking at mega man through mega man 11 and that came out back in 2018 for the switch and xbox one like uh, five or six Game Boy games, a lot, very heavy in the '90s. They took a little pause from '97 and ni- uh, 2008, but man, they—I mean, uh, you know—they know all the kids like you, Justin, are grown up now, and you're ready for some more. Um, so, oh. what's what's the latest game you have played? Like, what? Which one did you go up to, if you can recall? It was ten. I haven't played eleven, which you say is on the Switch, but like the Wii released a couple of versions of the straight side scroller classic traditional version, and they did an excellent job. And uh, one thing to mention is the soundtrack of the Mega Man games are fantastic. Every level has a different set of music which is it's just unique and it plays into the boss that you are trying to get to to defeat and it's just so ambient it's awesome like fucking love it love it and if you had to pick your all-time favorite from one to ten what would you tell the listeners out there is the top game of all time it's tough i think two is a better game than the first but you can't have two without the first so if you are for the first time going to play start with the first mega man okay all right will you rock on everybody out there go be mega men and mega women and mega they's out there Uh, and rush and or Rockman, I guess they're all Rockman to eleven. I wonder what that is, Jeff. Do you think that's just like a uh, a difference in language there? Like Mega Man doesn't mean that, so they have to change it to Rockman. I don't know why it's Rockman. Um, I don't know. I'm surprised Mega Man hasn't been canceled yet. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's the translation of what it was in Japan translates to Rockman, but when it got to America, they made it Mega Man. No, and Mega Man is way cooler. Yeah, it really oh, is. Yeah. Rockman, and it the, the cover it art for the could mean something similar in Japan to Mega Man. It just translates poorly. It does, but if you look at the cover art for at least the first two games, he's just this armored guy with a pistol. Yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't have the pea shooter uh, that he does in the actual gameplay. And there's no rocks, so I'm confused already. Well, 
you know. <laughs> there's there's rock men and there's guts men, there's cuts men, there's Eric men. Eleven, yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining us on that retro game, everybody. Let us know your thoughts, your memories, and um, go check it out. Go play them all. I'm sure you can get them all on the Switch nowadays. They got everything on the interwebs. Um, so go check that out. I want to jump back into our last main quest here of the evening. This is going to be a fun one. Um, I feel like it's getting to a point with uh, Star Wars and Disney that they are putting us into light speed here with how much content is going to be coming out here. I mean, let me just rattle them off first, and then we'll go back to some... Is this uh, all the Disney Plus stuff from Disney Plus? This is like, this is like, no, this is just like stuff that's been in the works, stuff that's upcoming, stuff that hasn't even been like written on paper yet. So I'm going to rattle them all off. We'll go back and talk about some of them. So Bad Batch, Mandalorian, Star Wars Visions, Andor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Rogue Squadron, which is a movie, Ashoka, Rangers of the New Republic, The Acolyte, Lando, Ryan, a new Ryan Johnson trilogy, which I'm sure you guys are sad to hear about, and the Book of Boba Fett, which is coming out in 2021. So in no particular order, gentlemen, I just want to know, first off, are yeah. they are they pumping out too much Star Wars? Is this too much? So, yeah, so a little feedback, and if you go on uh, Reddit and listen to some of the interviews from Disney, um, the Ryan Johnson thing's dead. That was something that they were talking about. He's moved on to Netflix with a Knives Out series, and the fans hate him. So that was kind of old news. Rogue Squadron has been canceled as of last week, um, or as of this week. Visions has already come out, so that's done. Bad Batch has already come out, so that's done. Uh, Mando's in Season 3 and Book of Fett. So outside of Book of Fett and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan, that's all that has been fully confirmed, and that's all in production. So you're talking about Book of Fett, which is done filming. So you literally have two things coming out. So I don't think it's much at all. Oh. I, I yeah, still... Disney Plus, uh, they had Disney Plus the other day, and they announced a truckload of Marvel stuff, which fully confirmed, like, in production, coming out, and that was, like, I think eight different things. That, I think, might be oversaturated, but with Star Wars, Book of Fett will be out in November... And we got Obi-Wan, and we do know Ahsoka's in production. That's just two two things, and I don't think that's that's too much. And the uh, Wakiti, Tiki Watiti, or however, I can never say his name, but he's doing the Old Republic, which personally I'm super excited about because the Old Republic has some of the best stories in Star Wars, especially if he does Revan. Um, but that's all in pre-production. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at the laundry list here. I still feel like it's just way too much. Like, I haven't even gone back and watched Bad Batch or Vision or anything like that. Um, you know, Boba Fett is coming out, which looks pretty cool. But how is it going to be different than Mandalorian? Well, it's the it's the more underground, more kind of Boba Fett. I mean, um, Jabba the Hutt. Like, the, the actual cartel stuff of of Star Wars. Mando's more, I mean, the Mandalorians are more like paid hitmen and stuff. They're not, they don't run the underground necessarily. So this, you actually, which fans have been asking for, um, is after seeing Jabba the Hutt and Return of the Jedi, people want to know more about that world, the underground world, the, you know, the slave trading and the, and the, you know, kind of mafia type underground of star wars so we're actually getting that we've never had 
anything like this in Star Wars, so this is a welcome addition, not overwhelming. Huh. Do you know how many episodes it is? I believe it's the same as Mando. Most of these are going, what, nine episodes now? Eight, nine? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Justin, what do you think about that? you going to watch Book of Boba Fett? I, I have a obviously very different opinion than Jeff. I thought season two of Mando was disappointing. Okay. I'm waiting for Jeff's sigh. I mean, that's your opinion. I mean, <laughs> it's just a movie. I mean, it's just television. I, no, so I just, I want more. And maybe this lineup will deliver more. So in that regard, maybe I'm excited, but not expecting much. Yeah. Well, what do you guys what do you guys really think the plot point is going to be behind Obi Wan Kenobi? So uh, Obi Wan, if you which you, I don't think either of you watched the Clone Wars, which kind of got John, um, Dave Filoni like you know, as head of LucasArts now, or basically head of LucasArts at this point, at least on the creative side, is the storytelling that happens, you know, towards the end of the Clone Wars. It starts out in the middle, and then it kind of swaps to, uh, you know, what happened afterward. Obi-Wan is still quite young, so there's a lot of things that he does to protect Luke and the baby. So he has to leave, he has to go off-world, he has to do things to make sure that they'll never f- track him down on Tatooine. So there's so much crazy shit they can do uh, with him. And, and you know, him and Vader are like, you know, they're yin and yang. I mean, and, and the fact that he trained Anakin, he's just such an interesting, awesome character. He's, I think, he's my favorite in all of Star Wars. I mean, he, even more so than... Than Luke by a smidge, a small smidge, but I've always liked Obi Wan and his his storyline. So there's so much they can do. We're gonna actually see what goes on right after everything happens, right after the fall of uh, the Republic. We've never really seen much between you know um, the end of Revenge of the Sith to um, to New Hope. There's like what there's like 25 years that go by so we get to actually now dive in to see what the hell's going on how the empire kind of takes control of everything after the republic falls and you know what these last remaining jedi do and how they conceal themselves and how they can help build you know the rebels but without you know exposing themselves so and i and obi-wan is a key player in setting that up He's going to buy a, a nice little condo on Tatooine, I think, right? No. Nice he has one. the higher ground. Nice little, uh, nice, nice little two flat. And <laughs> chef. So, that, I mean, that one actually sounds exciting to me. The other ones that sound less exciting are two previous characters or two, two, one previous, one current. So, Cassian Andor, so from Rogue One, he's getting his own show. And then Ashoka from Mandalorian Season 2, she's so getting a spinoff. I mean, the that the first guy from rogue one that still hasn't been confirmed by disney at all i don't know as of two days ago they got uh, a sizzle reel on it all right ahsoka <laughs> so here's the thing with ahsoka ahsoka is probably my fir- third favorite 
Jedi, and she's not really a Jedi uh, anymore. But um, she is so well flushed out as a character, all because of Clone Wars. Again, you're not excited about her because you've never seen Clone Wars, nor have you read any of the books. So you don't really know her backstory, which I hope they do a good job kind of portraying why she's a badass. She was the only one who saw that the Jedi Order was failing and was an old cryptic thing that was holding people like Anakin back. And she actually left. And um, so her character is just, it's incredible. So as an Ahsoka fan, I can't wait for this. She looks like the older sister of the blue lady, the opera singer from Fifth Element. They got the same oh, haircut. Um, can we can we just agree, all of us right now, that Uncle Owen needs his own spinoff? <laughs> God, that's such a good side quest. What would Jeff, and we'll start with you, because obviously, you know, I mean, you seem to know the, the most about Star Wars, but what would be the worst spinoff series you could think of in all the characters that most people would know? Not like in the books or in the crevices or nooks and crannies, but... Out of all, like kind of the main movies and storylines that we've seen, what would be the worst spinoff movie or show that that they could put together? I don't like the Jawas on Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> just them going to like little, you know, uh, farms and just selling droids. <laughs> really, extremely boring. But oh. they could turn it into like kind of like a, you know, an office type comedy. But you wouldn't understand anything they're saying, so they have yeah. to be all in like subtitles. Be so That'd bad. be pretty. That'd be pretty boring. <laughs> Just the whole show set in a desert, and it's a very slow-moving machine that they're on. God, so. and it would be like fifteen episodes too. It'd be so fucking yeah, just dragged out. Of them traveling from one farm to the next. Oh my so god! So they're just like fixing droids and bopping them on the head. Ugh, I'm so bored already. Justin, what's are you sticking with Uncle Owens or anybody else you have in mind? I, I'm gonna say watching Jimmy Smith trying to adopt an intergalactic child. <laughs> Would be boring as hell. Oh, God. I feel like, well, hopefully it's not an obvious one, but like a spinoff with Jar Jar. Uh, and he he gets three seasons, and it's just him, and he's in mostly every episode just being more and more obnoxious. Trying to open a jar. Jar Jar, open jar! <laughs> oh, God. Jar Jar, open jar. Jar Jar, open jar. <laughs> what about Lando? Does Lando need his own movie? Who cares? Well... I mean, they kind of shit. They shit the bed in the solo movie with him porking a robot. In my opinion, I'd rather see a younger Mace Windu. I like that, and it um, could still be played by Samuel Jackson, probably. And also, for some reason, really would love to see Idris Elba as some kind of gray area Jedi that was a part of the Jedi Order, and some shit happened, and now he's not. And he's, I don't know, I think he would do, he'd be really cool to watch. So you want Charles Minor yes. as a Jedi. <laughs> yes. yes. And he just fights with Jim the whole time. <laughs> Jeff, I think you're going to hate this. This article from E.T. Online uh, is saying, as of two days ago, there still is an untitled Ryan Johnson trilogy in the works. So hopefully that's just... Hopefully it's less than a rumor, but it seems like it might be yeah, happening. I don't know why you've seen the Ryan Johnson one because um, it's been fully confirmed that um, 
I, again, Tika Watiti or whatever. Yeah, uh, he's got he's one. He's actually making a movie. I mean, that's already... Yeah, he's. It looks like yeah, Taika Waititi's got a movie coming out. Um, it looks like Untitled J.D. Dillard movie is rumored. I don't know much about him, but then there's also an Untitled Kevin Feige movie, and then they're saying that Ryan Johnson is going to create an all new Star Wars trilogy to introduce new characters from a corner of the galaxy that Star Wars lore has never Ooh. before explored. So are you? I already... I love. <laughs> oh, I, I love I Johnson. Just... But pass on that. Yeah, Ray and John, I don't see anything on here. And also the way that they just fired Patty Jenkins, who made uh, Wonder Woman 2, you know, that that real shining gem. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fallout, and now her thing has been delayed indefinitely. And then um, Chloe Zoe, who did Eternals, um, is now off of her Star Wars project. So... These people don't even have the shitstorm that Rain Johnson has, so and they're already getting booted off their movies. I, I, I looking at them right now. I don't see anything with them. You know who would come in and make it that much better, Jeff? I think this. It, if there is a hell or a worse nightmare for you, Jeff, I'm gonna throw this one out there as it. Um, Dave and Dan Benioff, the the Game of Thrones guys, coming in and taking <laughs> over Star Wars. Yeah, they have. You know, it's funny. They have vanished <laughs> from life. <laughs> I think they legit had death threats. They are they they are the definition of canceled. They they've been taken off of every project. Well, weren't they supposed to? Wasn't that the There's deal? They were coming over for Star Wars, weren't they? At one point, yeah. And then they were going to do that HBO series if the if the Civil War was won yep. by the South. Uh, Man, they were supposed to do all this stuff. Netflix had them for stuff. They've all but vanished. Hey guys, thankfully. Hey. Hey, welcome, welcome to Denny's. This is Dan. He's going to be watching me today. Uh, that's what they're doing right now. So shout out to do Dave you want? And Dan. Do you want to try the pumpkin pancakes? <laughs> they're they're only here for a limited time, so jump right on them. Oh, you want the Maple the grand syrup. slam again? Okay, two grand slams. Okay, I'll go fuck myself in the back corner. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh so. I don't know, Jeff. I know you love Star Wars, so hearing that you're excited about all the stuff that's kind of lined up and coming out gives the, me hope. Three confirmed things. The other ones I don't know much about. I'm excited about Book of Fett, Ahsoka, just because I know her character and Obi Wan. That's all that I know that's coming out. That's been officially confirmed. So oh, the rest the of the other stuff. Have. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like Andor's coming and Acolyte and Lando and all these other fun, fancy ones. But yeah, I I don't know. As much as I like the Star Wars, you know, universe and all that stuff, I feel like at certain times I need to take a pump the brakes a little bit. But I'm hoping Book of Boba Fett's fun because I mean, what else is there to do in December besides sit in the fucking cold and snow? Um, so I'm hoping it it sounds like it's going to be a good one. Uh, so I'll definitely check that out. And Jeff, gotta let us know. We'll definitely do some like episode updates and all that fun stuff. So with that, boys, I am so done talking with you guys. Like, that's it. I'm at my wit's end. Oh. Uh, so this was fun. Like, I, I love just, like, the first part of that. I feel like there's so much more to explore with, like, casting and movies and stuff like that. And, of course, Star Wars updates. Like, we're going to, with all the stuff that's kind of on the docket, we're definitely going to need some kind of, like, official Star Wars update every once in a while to keep us fresh and keep us active. So with that, yeah, you keep bringing up the star Wars stuff. It marvels what they're. Oh yeah. Out, a shit ton of. That's why I was like, 
all this Star Wars stuff. I'm like, there's not that much Star Wars stuff. There's a shit ton of Marvel stuff they just announced. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to save that one for the next episode or maybe an episode or two because they just came out with, like, sizzle reels and Moon Knights and all this new content coming out, She-Hulk. So we definitely have to deep dive into that stuff because it's going to be a fun one. And by then, Hawkeye is going to be out, so we'll be talking about him a little bit. We'll see how that goes. Maybe uh, maybe they re- recast him oh, wow. as Haley Steinfeld already. That would be nice. Wow. Uh, wow, wow, wow. So, wow. boys and gentlemen, how shall we end it today? I'm thinking, I guess we got to think some Star Wars-esque thing. Jeff, you know the most about it. Give Justin a noise, a Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> let's, give, uh, let's give Eric this one. Oh, boy. Uh, let's see. Um, make your... Uh, you know, your best Boba Fett has just joined the battle. Hello, I've joined the battle. <laughs> he is, he's flown in on his, uh, on his okay. jetpack. Okay. And there's a shit ton of, um, you know, uh, troopers in front of you, and you got to take them out. I okay. want, I want in on this, too. I want in on this, too. Blasts and explosions. Okay. So, Eric, you go first. I go second, because right. I definitely want this. All right, here I come. Shh. Stop what you are doing. Okay, I win. Okay. Now my turn. My turn. Pew, 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 pew. Penis in the mouth. <laughs> uh, you're dead. 